Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, lots of people are concerned about different things, about all their bills, their electricity, their gas, um, all the other bills that they have. And, of course, a lot of people are down to a €350 payment or, indeed, up to €410 and 70% of their salary from their employer. So... Uh, we all know it's a struggle for everybody, but the most important bill that you have, of course, is your rent and your mortgage and somewhere to live, apart from heating yourself and providing electricity in it. Uh, but they're the important ones. Now, last week, of course, Pascal Dunn, who was quick out of the starting blocks to tell us all that he had spent hours and hours with all the different banks together in one big room and they'd all come to an agreement of a three-month uh, mortgage holiday. But it doesn't seem to be working out like that for everybody. Now, last week, we spoke to David Hall, who is the CEO of the Irish Mortgage Holders Associate Organisation. And, of course, he wasn't too pleased uh, with Pascal's announcement and did, he said it didn't basically fill in all the gaps. Uh, David, is there any update on uh, that? We're happy to have you again because uh, sorry, sorry we had to, we kind of rushed you off the air. I felt really bad actually when you were on last week, David, because we, <laughs> no were, trying, we were trying to fit so much in in the one particular show because so, so much was happening and I felt I kind of rushed you off the air so maybe we have a bit more time to talk to you now. But is I'm there any, not, up, any updates on what's happening? Uh, I'm not that sensitive uh, like yourself. No, I think so things have improved in the sense that the banks have are slowly getting their act together. There's no doubt in the wider world, as we said before, there was a very much a premature announcement made by uh, Minister Donoghue with the five CEOs, the banks. None of their banks had their act together, uh, and some have gotten it together much faster. Also, a number of them made fundamental changes, positive changes, where they made complete and utter boo-boos in how they were going to assess this, and they jumped the gun in it being too complex and being too prescriptive and i know there's a number of comments um previously in a show about people say they i'd be need yes so they removed this bizarre question of having two months um mortgage in your account so there's a couple of variances of different banks where they've now gone and changed those it's the numbers involved and the numbers engaging are absolutely enormous now so i would yep. say to people the first thing don't be panicking in circumstances where you can't get through to your bank each of them have reasonable websites that are there at the moment. I will just say a side note in relation to the vulture funds. Vulture funds, unfortunately, being sort of cowards that they are, don't have a physical presence or a voice here. They're represented by Brian Hayes, who also represents the banks through the Banking Payments Federation, but they're less likely to publicly engage and, and clarify matters. And there's still some confusion over what the vulture funds would provide. But I think in your introduction, you know, it is an important bill. People are anxious. People are at home. Mm-hmm. Their number one priority is health. But also... This will get resolved, just to say to people, we did do this 10 years ago after the recession. Many people who could be helped were helped and restructured. But the answer to your question... But I know, I know Judge Elizabeth Dunn, of course, made a ruling after the, during the last recession that nobody could be booted out of their home. You know, I suppose typically at the time in the UK more so, we were looking at people being booted out of their home after two months arrears, whereas Elizabeth Dunn had kind of put a hold on it for two years that people couldn't be booted out of their homes. Um, yeah, and, and look, we're, we're, we're stuck in a very difficult situation now because, um, and, and bizarrely enough, Niall, and, and that was a client of mine, Elizabeth Dunn's judgment would start mortgages, and Gunn was actually the uh, the client uh, where there was a, a, sorry, anyway, a bizarre ruling. But the, the point is, that doesn't actually help people. And, and that was my client where we got that judgment um, mm-hmm. with, with a number of barristers who were helping through New Beginning at the time. And it was an exceptionally clever academic piece of work. But actually... What did it do only stall the inevitable? So we need to be very clear in this. And this, a number of 
people asking questions about mortgages and about renting is the same issue. All those things do psychologically. And people I've seen on Facebook and I've seen commenting in the last year with people who are in arrears saying, oh, I got an adjournment. During an adjournment, the clock keeps ticking. ticking. Of course, yeah. And that's very, very important. The same, we're going to get to this in relation to the moratorium. The clock keeps ticking. So yes, there's a bit of breathing space and people need to try and rise above the breathing space to make sure that they uh, protect themselves long term. And if they can make payments, they should make payments because they're only worsening their own situation where someone might get an adjournment and think they've had a success or a mild success. They haven't. Not only did you get an adjournment, you're paying for the damn adjournment because the legal fees involved in those adjournments are being put onto your bill. So, well, and, and also the interest is also being put onto your bill, uh, you know, if you're getting a recapitalization or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, let's look at a couple of the questions. And I know you deal with both renters and mortgage. So some of the questions that we've had come in, right? Uh, my landlord has told me that he can't afford me for me not to pay the rent and has offered to let me pay 50% of the 1400 a month. Um, I'll be honest, on the COVID payments, uh, the 800 will be a struggle for three months. And I was told I must pay back the other 800 a month over a six-month period. Obviously, the person has a deal in relation to their mortgage and this uh, will then add 200 a month to my rent when I do get back to work hopefully within the next three months do I have to accept his terms so this is a major flaw in Minister Dunhu's announcement in relation to dealing with renters there could have been a system done where if I was that lady's um, uh, landlord that she would be able to uh, contact say, the, uh, the residential tenancy board and find out was I availing of a moratorium if I'm availing of a moratorium I'm not making any payments therefore there's no payments on that some landlords to be fair also don't have any mortgages and therefore they are living off the income from the rent so yeah, that's their job a, essentially that's yes. their job this is their job there's a major deficit in what Minister Donoghue did here uh, I know that um, Owner Breen whom I've spoken to Michael Fitzmaurice and Michael McGrath are all trying desperately to have something put in place. Because, as the lady mentioned, the issue arises going forward is that this money becomes owing. So after three months, an amount of money is paid, an amount of money... Yeah, you might only have a one-year lease. Unlike a mortgage, which is 25 or 30 years, you might only have a one-year lease on the rent. So that landlord wants to recoup his money. And then what happens when you go looking for a reference in circumstances where you want to move on to somebody else? So, what, so what, what, is that, what, what advice would you give to that person? Does they, I, do they have to accept the terms? I think they need to pay what they can afford to pay. Uh, and then there's the, the, the legislation has been introduced now to stop evictions, to extend the t- period of time for notices from 28 to 90 days to give some time. But again, the underlying issue here, Niall, is no matter what you advise someone to do, the bottom line is, the money is still going to be outstanding and owing. And there's been an abject failure to deal with this from a rental perspective. So there's an honesty required for everybody here to pay what they can afford to do to minimise the impact for them going forward. There's a lapse between the renter and a lapse between the landlord. The residential tenancy board was that should have been that interface where I could have checked whether my landlord had availed of a moratorium and then had it passed on to me. So sadly... There's a, there's a, there's a. So for that person, unfortunately, they, they have to accept the terms within reason. In other words, whatever they can afford to pay. But after the three months is up, um, they basically are due to pay back that money. The landlord is entitled yeah, to claim his uh, money uh, back. Yeah, and that's where the issue is. But yeah. on, it's very important to make sure they have a lease in place and check with threshold in circumstances where they have a lease. Not everybody has a lease. Sometimes leases are going to lapse now. Leases are going to fall up for review. So of there course, can't be yeah, any upward yeah. rent reviews. Yeah, I suppose if, you're, if, you're, if your lease is due to, to lapse in two or three months, well, you're, you're not really in a good position, are you? No, you're not. No. And, and also, in, in an emergency, you've got to remember, we are in an emergency. So in an emergency, 
certain things will take priority which are happening at the moment with the government and happening with the public. These things will effectively work themselves out. There's absolutely no perfection here. But I think in the absence of evictions, that really puts a, a sort of a, a barrier here to stop the landlords. Yeah, there's no, there's no movement action. in the market no. at the moment. Very few people no. are buying houses or renting houses at the moment. Okay, I'll tell, we'll tell you, another answer to that question, by the way, which many people have given me in the last few weeks, is my rent isn't worth that anymore. The market's changed radically. It's never be the same again. Rents are going to come down. And, and so any, but, do you, but David, do you think, what, let's say, for example, just for argument's sake in theory, in three months' time or two and a half months' time, this we, we all go back to normal, let's say in theory, right? Norm, you, normal will never be normal again. Well, but to some level of normality. <laughs> yes, normality, right? okay. yeah, yeah. Do you think this is going to affect the property market, i.e. the value of homes mm. and the value of rent? Is it going okay, to... Oh, completely. Yeah. Will, it, will it be and like no, 2009? No. Are we going to see property prices drop by about you know 40 or 50% and rental prices I, drop by 40 or 50%? I, I think you'd have to suspect. We don't know. A, we don't know how long this is going to go on. And I think that's crucial because the government support for the, for the payment subsidies are helpful. They're a bit, they're a bit awkward and a bit difficult. It's for kind of a bit different to the last recession in that respect, yeah, of course. Yeah. We've, prop, we've propped up the system has been propped up to prevent exactly that happening. Will there be an impact? I personally believe there will be an impact. What will it be? I don't know. And, and I honestly couldn't be definitive about it because logic dictates that many of the involved groups like the, um, the pubs and publicans, some will never open again. So there will most certainly be a significant number of people left behind in this. The longer it goes on, the worse it becomes. But again, look at this bizarre situation on DAFT at the moment, or on, on my home.e, the number of properties and premises that are available. And a number of very peculiar things have happened during this crisis that will raise serious questions afterwards in relation to properties and, and availability okay. of properties now. Okay, well, let's get on to our questions here again, okay? I, I have been uh, reduced to a two-day week in my job. I've contacted my mortgage company, and they said they will be sending me a statement of means which delays things incurring another payment. Uh, they said, based on my current circumstances, I could pay interest only and recapitalise, yet the minister seemed adamant that this was a mortgage break. I really can't afford anything at all uh, because I've only enough for my other bills, as long as this lasts. So two answers to that question. Number one, the minister's announcement that a mortgage break, a mortgage freeze, and a mortgage holiday are all rubbish. They're all crappy words used to... Soundbites, soundbites, sound yeah. 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 Ultimately, what happens is you're paying for this. There's no freebie here. There's no such thing as a free lunch when a bank is concerned. Um, the interest will be added on to payments. Your payments will be higher. Uh, and the okay, but what about the statement of means? So the, he says basically the, while this stall is happening of a statement of means and that he's been asked to pay interest only, that he's incurring another payment. Yeah, and some people who've been in arrears previously are being asked. So two categories of people who call the bank at the moment is those who can demonstrate clearly on the phone that they've lost their job as a direct result of COVID-19 or in a, in a sector that's been adversely affected. There's, a very, there's an improved system now for giving a three-month moratorium over the phone. Those who have already had a break, already had a moratorium or already been in arrears, there's a different system which this could be in, involving. Uh, for anyone like that, and I'm going to give out my own email address again, which is david at mortgageholders.ie. That's my own personal email address because myself and my colleagues are still working from the office and from home dealing with this stuff. So we can definitely take an authority from that person and deal with the lender on their behalf. The minister failed in not having the central bank engage to drop the rules. So just to explain, Niall, if you're in 90 days arrears above, the central bank requires requires a bank under regulation to complete a financial statement. Those rules should have been dispensed with during this period. But they, they still, still apply. Can be, they still can be dispensed with, but they haven't been. Now, the one thing the central bank did announce yesterday, which is useful, for those availing of the three-month moratorium, their credit rating will not be affected. Right, okay. 
but if we go over that three month period, it gets complicated, we doesn't it? Well, it gets very, it gets exceptionally dangerous because we have legislation and rules that apply that a bank must deem you a over performing loan. They must have capital set aside to match your loan, and then you must go into the non-performing category, have a, your credit rating affected, fill out a financial statement. So there's going to be some work required if this goes on any longer have those rules but it is, and, and you know as well as I do this is going it to it's it going to be, be. And, and, it, and it should have been dispensed with that, that's a very important being asked well I mean in fairness Pascal O'Donoghue last week was very different to this week and we all know the way the weeks are, every day is changing the, the, the goalposts are moving every day I think it's from what I heard yesterday from an, uh, an immunologist who was talking about vaccines etc etc you know life is not going to go back to normal after three months no, right? it's impossible you know, of course, yeah. so it'll be a slow, a slow lifting of yeah. measures, right? It's yeah. not going to be, Leo's not going to come on the telly in two weeks and say, listen, everything, like gang, we're all back to normal again. Let's fire, shoot, let's I'll start shooting from the hip again. That's not going to happen. We will slowly start lifting restrictions, right? So that's going to take time. Okay, here's another question. I've been, I've taken a 20% pay cut to help my boss during this tough time, but my mortgage company won't give me a reduction based on the figures I've given them. Is there anything I can do? Again, a bank operates very simply, Nyla, and a lot of people are in that person's category who make the assumption that because COVID-19 is here, I'm automatically entitled to a moratorium. That's not the case. And bearing in mind, a moratorium sounds great. If you've no work and no job and you're sitting at home, a moratorium is a necessity for you to survive and get on with life. It's not something that you would want to do voluntarily unless you want to... But if he's taking a 20% pay cut, well, then clearly that 20% could be his mortgage per month. Correct. You know what and I mean? that's, that's the question. So the assessment that the bank does in those circumstances where you haven't lost your job, where you've had reduced hours, is they assess whether your income and your expenditure, the gap between the two still allows you to pay your mortgage. Right, okay. That's the assessment they carry so, out. So and in other words, you'll have to make other cutbacks in your life. That's the point, to a level. Yeah. They agree a level, and then you must pay the balance. Right, okay. Somebody else says, I'm already in arrears of my mortgage, and now I've lost my job. I was on interest only for the last five years. Uh, I now can't afford the interest only. What can I do? David at mortgageholders.ie. They very well may need an insolvency arrangement. One of the, big, one of the benefits, I, I'm predicting one of the benefits, and I could be completely wrong, but, and I might come back to it with my tail between my legs, but I'll say it anyway. One of the benefits for people in mortgage arrears and who've been in difficulty and who've been in borderline cases, exactly like the person you just mentioned, with property prices, if they come down a bit, the insolvency legislation is good legislation. The insolvency system is crap. But the insolvency legislation that's good legislation has one provision in it that caused a lot of people difficulty for the last number of years, which was a mortgage can only be written down to the open market value of your house. If property prices come down, the opportunity for personal insolvency arrangements becomes exceptionally greater for those people. So okay. there could be a great opportunity. And that last person, it's David at mortgageholders.ie. They need to see our personal insolvency practitioner and they need to put in place some permanent thing. But it's important to mention, Niall, no legal proceedings are going to issue. No legal proceedings are going to continue for the next three months. That person will be worse off financially. But if you can't pay your bill, you're no worse off. Okay, um, so he says, I'm on a tracker mortgage. Uh, will I lose this if I don't pay no. for the next three months? No, no. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, so another person says, hi. Some things in, li- some things in life are sacrosanct. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the banks, to be honest with you, the banks will be very cautious about what they do with yes. tracker mortgages after the last experience. A, yeah, it's banking the last time. Okay, so he says, uh, hi, we're after applying for our mortgage to build and uh, we're only days away from hearing back, according to our mortgage broker. Uh, I'm just wondering if he thinks uh, we might get turned down as a result of COVID-19. No, bank, most banks are still in business. I had a conversation um, 
with AIB this morning about a loan application we have at iCare Housing in this morning. Most banks are still, if your personal circumstances haven't changed uh, and there's no great exposure to them, uh, which really is your employment hasn't changed, uh, there's no reason why that shouldn't proceed. I do think things will be different. I do think, but things that are at an advanced stage, to be fair to the banks, they are trying to progress them and trying to keep them moving. Okay. They, all we right. all need to so it's moving. business as usual to some extent. Once okay. your income hasn't been affected. Okay, this might be not a question for you, but more for the Minister for Social Welfare. Uh, he says, I, I've just taken a 40% pay cut in work, but I'm doing the same hours. Am I entitled to anything from the government? I don't think that's really a question for you, David. It's more for yeah, the... I don't think so, but no, it's worthwhile having the citizen information, have a very good website. Yeah, I, I think, by the way, for that person, I would have, if I was that person, I would apply for the COVID payment because as long as you, if you've taken more of it, more than a 350 euro hit per week I, I would advise the person to apply for the COVID-19 payment because in relation to the COVID-19 payment 14,000 people have been rejected but based on the fact that they were already claiming benefits and so I, I would say that they're probably not uh, rejecting too many of so those the, applications The COVID payment is designed to protect people like that Now yeah. there is a thing if you're taking a 40% hit and doing the same hours the actual COVID payment allows an employer to claim uh, 70% I'm, do, I'm, do, I'm doing it with my, with my ambulance company allows the employer to apply for 70%, yeah. uh, up to a maximum of 410. So that person falls into that category while they're still working. So there's no need for COVID payment. It's, it's the employers t- should be looking for the subsidy. Yeah, the, up to 410. Up yeah. to 410 a week. All right. Another question. Uh, I'm a taxi driver, not working at the moment, and there is no uh, business. I am privately renting. Could you please tell me my rights? Well, okay, that's a, a different question. Again, that's really not for you, I suppose. The person says, but, but Threshold threshold are up and running and have all those answers there. And again, the Oh, this is in relation to renting or more? For renting. Yeah. Okay. The most important thing to remember is nothing is going to happen for the next three months by way of evictions or proceedings as a, as a tenant or as a mortgage holder. All right, okay, okay. All right, okay, so don't don't get yourself worked don't up panic. about it. Yeah, don't worry. Don't be getting panicking. Okay. Uh, my bank only offering three months break. Uh, we are okay for April. I am just worried that after my husband on 410 per week and I am on full pay for April, after that I will be on 410. Also, should, uh, should I do it now or wait? Wait, because you need evidence of what your income is. The bank will not take you at your word. A bank has an obsessive compulsive disorder of not believing its customers. <laughs> They've done it for 20 years. They continue to do it. And part of the reason they screwed up in the first place, and including with the tracker stuff, they're inherently suspicious about people. So telling them what's going to happen next month, they don't believe in predictions. Right, wait okay. you've got wait, to pay wait till you're in the position. All right, then okay. Apply. All right, Lorraine says, what happens with student accommodation that was paid in full? Can they be refunded? A big issue and unresolved. Right, okay, so the, no, the, no, no, there's no answer from the government to that? No, no answers. Okay, rang my mortgage company twice, both times the girls I spoke to said they didn't know uh, what uh, what was going on, uh, but uh, to put a freeze on the on my payment and they would be in touch. Haven't heard wor- a word back uh, as of yet. Uh, what do I do now? My payments are ring, due tomorrow. Yeah, ring them back. I think, uh, as you said at the very start, Niall, many people at the very start of this, uh, the banks and staff weren't up to speed of what was going on. That has improved over the last two weeks. And many people will have just been put on a freeze and they'll be getting a phone back. But So do ring them back. They're probably in better shape now to take the query and deal with it. OK, just wondering, is AIB freezing mortgage during this duration? Are they doing yes. so without any penalties, increased payments or interest after it? So the answer to the first part of the question is yes. And the answer to the second part of the question is no. So there's no increased penalties, but you are going to pay the interest and capital that you missed out on for the three Yeah, months you'll recapitalise. You recapitalise it for, for the duration of your loan in month four, unless things change, or it'd be added on to the end. So there's no free lunch to a bank. Okay, so depending on your age category, by the way, as well, if you go over the age of 70, of course, they can't add on years, so they'll have to recapitalise. You will end up paying a little bit more on your mortgage every month. Yes. 
Okay. The person says, hi, uh, we're after applying for our mortgage to Bill. Oh, yeah, I've had that one already. Okay. Um, and we see, oh, there's a lot of questions here for you, David. Uh, I'm, I'm already in arrears in my mortgage. Had that one. Uh, I've been on reduced uh, to a two-day week. I've contacted my mortgage company and they said they would be sending me a statement of means. Uh, something similar there a few minutes ago. The statement yeah. of means, of course, only applies, as you said. But if, um, anybody, if anybody needs help with filling, filling out the financial statements, they can contact us with mortgageholders.ie. MABS is still open, and many of the personal and practitioners are still operating. So as I say, not everyone, we're, we're, everyone's doing things differently, but the same help that was available is still available. So nobody should be panicking with this stuff. And not many people, you know, not, it's, not a, it's a tricky thing to fill out a financial statement in the detail that some of the banks require. It's unnecessarily complicated, um, especially in these circumstances. The central bank should have intervened and dealt with this. So don't be panicking. There's help available to complete this stuff. Yeah, and, and you know that kind of line that you get from your, yeah, well, as soon as you ring up a mortgage company, and say you're in a bit of a problem, they throw the line at you. By the way, can we remind you that you're in danger of losing your home? Blah, 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 blah. You still have to accept that line, don't you? Yeah. Because like, it's in a recording. I, I, yeah, just take a deep breath. All right. Uh, my landlord, by the way, says there's nothing he can do about the government decisions and told me that I have to pay my rent even though I've lost my job. Yeah, but you can't pay rent, you can't pay rent. Like, uh, some of these questions will answer themselves naturally where you can't get blood from the stone. That was one of the problems during the crisis that many... Uh, landlords and indeed many banks uh, should have understood clearly. You cannot get blood from a stone. Miracles, we're not in the business of doing water and wine, so the landlord there is going to have to swing and we hope for the best in three months' time. And somebody else wants to know, does that apply to commercial rent as well? Yeah, for com- well, commercial rent, you need to go back to your landlord and you need to ask them for the same moratorium that they have availability to avail over the bank. Just be mindful, to be fair to some landlords, some don't have mortgages, um, so that's not to say they shouldn't be in a position to be able to pass on the same uh, moratorium, but some people have owned their properties outright. Right, OK. Uh, a lot of people are concerned, by the way, that it could go on more than three months, but of course we have to wait for an announcement for the government or obviously PASCO will have to have another meeting with the banks if indeed this does go well, on. Well, as I said, the central bank have a key role here and I'm disappointed that the consumer... Don't forget, the central bank has two functions in life. One is to protect the... Uh, banks and the prudential uh, nature of the banks and the, the the state, but also they have a statutory responsibility for consumer protection. In the in the interest of consumer protection, and based on the numbers of people contacting the banks and the extra distress added on to people trying to get through, they should have dispensed some of these silly rules for the next few months. Yeah, and somebody else mentions RAS payments uh, by county council to landlords. Are they affected by this? So if you're on a RAS, you know, if you're paying on, uh, to a RAS, no, scheme? the landlord, the, the the local authorities are fully functioning, fully operating. All right, so, so what happens if you have to pay your local authority payment? Well, you were, well, I suppose if you're on a local authority payment, you were probably on a social welfare benefit in the first Correct. place anyway. So and it means that if, if you're on a social welfare benefit or you're on a, a rent allowance uh, and you're paying on a means tested with your local authority, if, you're pro- if your income has dropped, your rent drops and you just reapply. Yes, yeah, so you need so to go to council and talk to them yeah. about that. Well, listen, David, it's been wonderful talking to you and I'm sure that's answered a lot of questions for some people. By the way, if you want more information, can I give out your 1-800 number here? That's okay. Yeah, one eight hundred nine double eight nine double seven. and david at mortgageholders.ie is my personal email address and mortgageholders.ie they, they can email through on that. All right, so it's one eight hundred nine double eight nine double seven. Nice, easy number to remember. It's one eight hundred nine double eight nine double seven. Um, if you want to give uh, David a quick ring or you want to get some advice on any questions that you might have or any problems that you might have in paying your mortgage, listen, and that applies all year round, by the way, not just to COVID nineteen. Listen, David, thank you very much indeed for taking the Anytime. call. Anytime. All right, thanks. Uh, cheers. By the way, as David Hall, CEO of the Irish Mortgage Holders uh, Organisation, and uh, basically, I suppose the main thing that he was saying there, the trust of what he was saying is, don't panic. 
panic uh, because nobody's going to be evicted. Uh, nobody's going to be chucked out of their house. There'll be no court cases in relation to evictions uh, within the next three months anyway, for sure. So don't panic. You have a bit of time to get things sorted out. And somebody else, by the way, mentioned as well that a payment had come out of their account. Um, I reckon you need to get onto your bank in relation to that. If you'd already made an arrangement and they took a mortgage payment, I would get back to them and say, listen, you need to give that back to me again. We made an agreement. There was an agreement by the government. I need to get that mortgage payment back. I've other bills to pay and I think they should have to uh, honour that. Uh, okay, loads and loads of uh, different people, by the way, affected. Of course, everybody is being affected by this, uh, particularly those people who have lost their jobs and obviously are in a very difficult situation. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.